0: can't go balls deep in long stem <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> i don't know what that means but i'm going to use it to start the episode hello and welcome to into the echo where riley and i uh have some drinks and talk about the songs and albums that changed our lives uh <laughs> so balls deep in oh, stem uh
0: yeah that's <laughs> no long stem balls deep in stem is fine okay long stem though is a is a different story um hmm. uh, that's that's a very monumental task, um, much like this album that we're talking about today. Uh, <laughs> this is this is a doozy. I I realize we haven't we haven't been we haven't recorded in a while. Yeah, um, where have
1: you been, dude? Are you alive? Are you okay? I was basically I was basically dead. Uh, I uh, I tried de- calling you. The you didn't pick up. Yeah, from...
0: I know you showed up at my house. up here. I didn't. I couldn't get
1: up. Oh, so you knew yeah. I was there, huh?
0: Yeah, 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 um, I saw you. Huh. Yeah. I just chose to ignore you. you. I
1: drove across the state for that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I was impressed.
1: Well, I'm glad you're Um, feeling better. Uh, Let's just say that Riley took a long Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Yeah, like four weeks. Yeah, he worked really hard for, you know, a little bit. And then he's like, I need a good four weeks to um, recover.
0: Yeah. So now I'm recovered, mostly. (sighs) Uh, And here we are recording again. And I think... I think it may be to our detriment that we picked such a such a monolith of an album to uh to get back in the groove of things with, but.
1: yeah uh should we stop teasing them or should we say uh yeah uh, well sure sh- maybe what's uh, your favorite song from this <laughs> album
0: yeah let's just give them a little let's just give them a little preview of what we're about to hear and uh and then see see who we have left on board you got it
1: If you can guess what album that is just based off of that little sample, then you clearly know the awesomeness that is introducing by DJ Shadow. Uh, yeah,
0: this is uh this is quite a complex, interesting album, and it's it's as much of a as much of a musical accomplishment as it is an accomplishment for, I mean, just a just a theory, this music theory in general of sampling and looping and um as i like i was saying earlier when we were when we were just starting to talk mm-hmm. um guinness book of world records actually has this album down as the first album to ever be recorded with purely sampling so that means there's not one unique song or one unique sound and and um on this album the amazing <laughs> thing about
1: that there's probably close to a 100 maybe more than a 100 samples in this yet yeah. the whole album has uh, one if it has a certain sound to it and you can tell that it does, it's dj shadow sure. you can tell it's introducing it doesn't feel scattered or random like a, a mashup artist that's just constantly trying to pull you along it feels like a true album uh yeah which is incredible. He's definitely
0: got a motif and a feel and it definitely it takes you their songs um songs that are more upbeat and funky like number song for example hmm Um, and then it kind of brings you down to like, what does your soul look like is more of a, a slow jam, groovy kind of thing. Oh, it's
1: groovy. Um, Oh, it's groovy. That's a great one. We'll talk about that. (laughs) That should have been in one of our uh, other episodes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. I thought I I can't imagine which. Mm. So, uh, (laughs) we'll, we'll get to that, uh, in just a moment, but real quick, I just want to know what you're drinking.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, I'm on, I'm still on a pretty hefty dose of steroids, so, I have to stir clear of the booze, unfortunately. He he had mono Um, for the
1: record. I know we skirted around it, but it's mono.
0: Yeah, and then I got some pretty serious steroids to help me with that. So um, I am drinking tea tonight, basil tea. That sounds great.
1: It's actually really good. That sounds it's one of my awesome. Favorites. My my friend was <laughs> drinking tea across um the microphone from me yesterday when we were recording. I'm like, man, uh-huh. it is it is tea season for sure. Yeah. It's I mean it's always tea season for me, Clark. You know that? <laughs> That's true. It's how you keep your figure. Uh, but God damn it if I don't miss beer, so tell me what you're drinking. <laughs> I am drinking the opposite of hot tea. I am drinking Line and Kugel's summer shandy. I'm finished Oh no I'm finishing out my oh. stock, man. It's it's still summer until September 22nd. So I'm trying. Oh god,
0: I'm trying not to have that reaction every time you bring up what you're drinking. But (laughs) oh, you do it to
1: yourself. One of these days, I'm just gonna be like (laughs) sipping on like an espresso affogato, and you're gonna be like, what the hell, man. (laughs) so yeah i'm getting rid of my summer beer it does not match the weather or my mood whatsoever no
0: yeah oh god i can't even imagine it's
1: only gonna get worse though if i if i just keep delaying i'm gonna be like drinking a shandy in october and true oh yeah
0: shantober you can't have that no
1: no we shan't have that so (laughs) Um, enough about that though you know Uh,
0: i i haven't had a drink in a month and
1: that doesn't even sound good wow so (laughs) <laughs> that's crazy man you're gonna be like uh you're you're going clear right before Oktoberfest.
0: i know and then i can just load up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i mean okay one one last one last bit about um about our beverages yeah yeah uh, i mean call me a basic bitch but i love most pumpkin beer really yeah oh man well there's actually one that there's one that I really really like that I kind of live for every oh, is it year. Is that pumpkin um,
1: patch out of um No. Oh, okay. No.
0: It's uh Night Owl from Elysian Brewing. Oh. Um it's not sweet at all, it's spicy. It's nice and mhm
1: yeah. Ooh, that sounds
0: it's nice. Great. It's tastes like pumpkin spice and well not like not like Starbucks pumpkin spice, but
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but like actual like Yeah, like the spice. the
0: stuff you buy at the store. Mm. Yeah.
1: That's really good. That's great. Anyway. Oh, man. Whoa. <coughs> anyway. <laughs> um. You're that excited about um, everything here. I am. So, man, where to start on introducing? Uh, you guys heard a little sample of Organ Donor. That's what I played earlier. Um, and that is kind of a good song that covers a lot of the bases. But uh, I think the best place to start with introducing probably is the first track and or two. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, that first combo. Yeah, best foot forward and, and to, building steam with a great I think to salt. just kind of like,
1: before we get into
0: any of that, just kind of paint a picture of how this album was made. Oh yeah, very um, good call. The most the most impressive part. I mean, yeah, I think. I mean, I think the most impressive part of introducing is how DJ Shadow produced this, which is he had. I mean, forgive me for those of you who actually know what you're talking about, but. <laughs> What appears to be a basic MIDI controller or drum pad, um, I mean, circa 1994, though, so just imagine big plastic buttons, um, plugged into a turntable, plugged into a tape recorder, and that was it. Yeah. Um, So he was sampling from two records at a time on a MIDI controller, um, and kind of looping sounds from there, and recording it onto a tape
1: recorder, and that's how everything you're about to hear was recorded so no pitch correction no way to um like the common mashup trick these days is to kind of match the bpm's using software to kind of mimic it so you can just merge everything seamlessly and the beats the same and then you can tone shift it so everything you know kind of flows well he didn't have any of that he no, barely had, he had to software. manually like he yeah. like it was 96 man there was software but like not that could handle this
0: not for a college DJ, no. which is what kind of what he was before he started. He was
1: 24 uh, when this came out. This DJ yeah. Shadows, his real name is uh, Josh Davis. Uh, and he's... At, super exciting name. Super exciting Josh Davis. No wonder he <laughs> freaking got a moniker. And
0: he obviously has an absolutely, I mean, extensive is such an understatement, but uh, a, almost an infinite <laughs> library of music, yeah. you know? I mean, apparently to, he to has uh,
1: 60,000 records now. i don't know how much he had when he was 24 but i i guarantee his dorm room had just so many so many baskets of those
0: yeah apparently there was a documentary made um called scratch in 2001 that was kind of about this movement and there's there's footage of him when he was recording introducing um really and uh just following him into the record stores and he just He just sorts through stuff and sits down and listens and puts it back and keeps sorting for hours a day Wow! to find exactly what he was looking for Um, until he came up with all these samples that we hear now. Um, So yeah, just keep that in the back of your mind while we're talking about these songs that none of this was like played on a keyboard or none of this was downloaded off the internet or any of that. This was all just created with a turntable and a MIDI controller. Yeah, and
1: like the choir that you hear in the first couple tracks where there's a choir that matches with the piano perfectly, that's coming from two different records. And and that's he didn't hire that choir. He didn't have the money or the resources. (laughs) So, yeah, this is incredible. And um, really, as far as like, you know, we, we, we joke in our tagline, I guess we don't joke, but our tagline is that we talk about the albums that changed our lives. And like, this is one of the this is one of the big ones. Uh yeah, I'm not going to say it's is, one of my is... favorite albums of all time because I listen to a lot of other stuff and this is kind of more of like a a particular moment in time for me, but it's an incredibly important moment in time for me.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I well I and I'm I'm going to take the position that this totally I mean this changed my taste in music after I listened to this. This is kind of what got me into it's kind of what
1: softened the blow of hip-hop when I was first starting to get into totally. it. Totally, <laughs> yeah. It totally softened the blow of hip-hop. And like there are some other artists that it did that too, and we'll talk about that in a different episode. But yeah, it opened me up to the idea that um, rap and hip-hop didn't have to, it wasn't this scary thing that happened in these gangster cultures. Like, it's musicians, real musicians yeah. making real beats, like doing real things. So yeah, it yeah. definitely loosened me up for that as well. Yeah, that, I think that was,
0: it's most of, and just in the, just exposing me to the, like electronic, genre, in general, mm-hmm. um, wherever that may take you, you know. Yeah. But um, without further ado, <laughs> uh, let's let's take a let's take a look at the first two. Usually, I mean, we've been trying to kind of have more of a free form sort of structure here and just kind of talk about what comes to
1: mind. But this really, I mean, it's a good place to start. I mean, the, the name of the song is Best Foot Forward, so. Bob, Bob Wood, National Program Director of the Chum Group, worked with us in producing. Ooh, hold up, before we get started. Guess who's coming? It's... Guess who's coming? It's... Guess who's coming? <laughs> Pretty much when you listen to the album, that song, best foot forward, it just merges seamlessly into building steam with a grain of salt.
0: is one of my favorites um and chances are that you've heard this little piano riff before actually this song because uh like the dj shadows version of it because it was featured pretty prominently on a chevy commercial that ran forever yeah
1: so in the chevy commercial you kind of heard um just like a little bit of the piano part i think it was one of those like driving at night with rain splashing everywhere type things but i would like this whole song, it's six minutes and forty one seconds long, and it is such a masterpiece and it goes um, from just that basic piano to the choir to everything. like <sighs> what I love about this song is just that he's
0: he's somehow found a way to make this basic structure of the piano and the drum and bass. Last for as long as it does and make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you kind of have that driving force throughout the song. So Sure, some parts kind of fade in and out mm-hmm. um, with, like, the choir that comes in and that kind of thing. And as the song changes over time, it kind of speeds up and breaks down a little bit. Um, there's that one really cool part where he really... And, and, again, I mean, knowing that he really had to handcraft these beats, um, there's that one part where the beat breaks down pretty quickly and there's some very staccato drumming and uh that's that's all manual i mean he cut that up himself rather than just turning a knob yeah that's him like
1: scratching and cutting I'll, i'll play a little bit of it for you right here So yeah, you you may have heard this sound before, like in more recent songs, but it was just so much different back then. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to describe. It's a simpler time. Honestly, the first true turntableism that I really saw was um when YouTube was like this brand new thing. There was a video of Kid Koala and he was doing this routine called Drunk Trumpet. And he would do this thing where he would take a jazz album and he would kind of do this like he would play the trumpet Um, part of it but he would kind of run his fingers across the record to get this like warble effect and it sounded like the trumpet player was just sloshed and he would chop up this (laughs) jazz song so it was like a jazz trumpet solo playing but he just like scratched it into a new solo using the existing solo That's when I'm like, whoa, this kid is a freak. This is really cool. Yeah. And then uh and then I listen to introducing and I'm like, oh, this guy did that for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Like it, with <laughs> Wow. Yeah. With like tons of records and stuff.
0: And then there's that god, and then there's like a really cool like the guitar gets really funky right around three minutes. He's got like some some really cool funk samples coming in, but you still get that same drum beat that's coming through um there's always an element uh a basic element of this song kind of persisting through the whole thing which i think helps with the continuity of the beginning of this album for sure
1: yeah and it's it's good that he does um i i was kind of wondering do you think that he in theory like could just play this whole album front to back like it, it do you think he Intended it to be all one recording, all one go, or do you think that he really spent time separating these songs out?
0: I think, from the sounds of it, I think he wanted them to be more separate. Um, hmm. Because, from from what I from what I understand, anyway, he was, you know, he wanted this album to have a certain feel to it for sure. He wanted it to be, uh, you know, he wanted it to make sense together.
1: Hmm. Okay,
0: but each. I think he views each song as unique, um, and as fitting its own place. Um, because if you, I mean, if you go through Mm -hmm. and listen to even like the first 10 seconds of each song, you get quite a different feel with every song. I mean, there's some, there's some, um, you know, repetition as far as like different parts of different songs that are split up into different tracks. Um, there's some of that, but... I think overall, each song is individual. Hmm. Okay, that makes. But I think there's. I think they're definitely placed in a logical order because I yeah, think he wants yeah. it to have a certain rise and fall and um, and all that through the whole thing. Man,
1: I wonder how many hours he put into this. Uh, I can't even <laughs> begin to imagine. <laughs> so uh, I kind of want to talk a little bit about Changeling uh, Transmission yeah. One. Let's, yeah. Let's do that. Guys, I, I know I've probably talked about this, but like down tempo music was my jam for like a few years there when I was in college and I was writing a lot of papers, doing a lot of reports and stuff. I just had like nightmares on wax, just on down repeat. Cut, yeah. And I listened to something like Changeling Transmission One. And I'm like, oh, this is maybe not the birth of that sound, but like you can tell that everybody who made down tempo after this song came out was kind of yeah. modeling it after this style uh yeah definitely and nightmares on wax i guess i don't know when nightmares on wax started but i have a strange feeling it came after this <laughs> well 1991 yeah it was their earliest mm. but they really good one in a in a space out of sound was 2006 though and that was like yeah. that was where they gained more traction yeah huh <sighs> anyway, anyway so I am super thankful for this song, just because I I love down-tempo music a lot.
0: Yeah, uh, and this is kind of, like, I like the definition of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know how to describe, like, why this song works. I will say that having real drums makes a big difference in this type of song. Yeah, a- for sure. And just uh, how so many electronic songs they came after this and just even modern day electronic songs. It's so rare to just hear a good cymbal and a hi hat and a snare drum. So when you hear it in a electronic music song, like it's just kind of, it's nice. It, it roots you to the song and it makes you feel like they could feasibly just be like playing in your living room, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this has always been one of my favorite tracks on the album, even though it's not, mm-hmm. it's a lot mellower. Uh, where does it rank for you?
0: Um, I mean, I, I could definitely pick it out of the bunch if I heard it, but mm-hmm. It's not one that I go to, but uh, no, Changeling, I, I think it's the perfect place to go, um, you know, right into this weird transmission, uh, which, funny enough, on the deluxe edition that they they re-released, uh, he re-released introducing it as like a remastered mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. version with some, some alternate tracks and that kind of thing uh, in 2005 or something like that. I think that might um, be the one
1: that I ended up buying.
0: Yeah, because on the original, the transmissions, so there's three songs called Transmission 1, Transmission 2, Transmission mm-hmm. 3. Uh, they're all separate on the original release. Uh, oh, really? And on the deluxe edition, they are just crammed in with the preceding song. I
1: didn't know that. Yeah. Because mine definitely um, crammed in for me.
0: Yeah. Well, so transmission. these transmission songs, just real quick, I mean, they're not really worth talking about, I don't think. Um, <laughs> okay.
1: But, but let's talk about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, but let's just I just briefly like what where they came from. Okay, uh, sure. apparently each one is a separate like the the vocal track or the the words. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not really a vocal track, but the words on each of them is a separate sample from um, a eighties an eighties supernatural horror movie called The uh, Prince of Darkness. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure people are throwing their hands up in the air right now because i don't know what that is but
1: yeah, it's by john carpenter apparently the guy who made the thing it's it's the second part of the thing
0: oh yeah 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 okay well anyway he samples each in each of these transmission apparent transmissions apparently he samples uh prince of darkness
1: yeah transmission one i think it's just kind of like it's just there to kind of plant a seed and be like, "Hey, just so you know, we also do weird sci-fi thriller samples in here too." <laughs> yeah, so that's part of this as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So I hope you're along for the ride. Uh, yeah, which went on to be a trend. I mean, it's hard to find uh, a like trip hop album or um, even a downtempo album. It's hard to find one that doesn't have weird talking samples. Uh, yeah. Some take it from like cosmic sources. You know, people talking about stars. Carl Sagan uh yeah. others take it from horror like the movies yeah flashbulb oh flashbulb that's a, that's one we gotta do i think flashbulb probably owns a lot to this album too
0: yeah oh yeah hmm. they they also owe a lot to a lot of professional <laughs> music training <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's very true they're they're a totally different animal yeah um, but but yeah it's It's like, well, you find yourself saying that a lot about this album. It's like, well, DJ Shadow did this on introducing,
1: and then it became a trend. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it was just, you know, he just happened to hit it right at the time that it was becoming a thing. But it's hard not to see some of these and be like, no, he helped shine a light on that, you know? Yeah, And exactly. I don't know if he was just ahead of his time or if he just had his finger that much on the pulse.
0: Uh, Yeah, who knows? who knows it's hard to tell i mean because this was a this was a like the mid 90s were was a good time to be kind of delving
1: into the electronic music scene i think Mm -hmm. because i mean more and more european sounds were starting to come over and we got all their all the progress they had made we took it and then we americanized that crap yeah and
0: now we've got uh uh oh god (laughs) i can't even think of a trap artist i don't know um (laughs) And then you get, there's, so while we're, I mean, while we're on, uh, the transmission things, sure. uh, you get these two other songs, uh, What Does Your Soul Look Like? mm mm-hmm. um, Part four, apparently. And part four comes 1st Mm-hmm. Part one comes... At the end. Almost at the end really. of the album. And then there's part two and three on separate albums that come later. Oh, really? I was wondering where those um, were. Apparently... I'm guessing it was some kind of ongoing project for him, and he kind of placed them as he saw fit. Sorry, I'm just trying to find where the other two are. That's okay. While you do that, I'm going to play them a
1: little bit of What Does Your Soul Look Like? just so they can get a taste of it. So I think this song is sexy, personally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I think it's real baby. I like that saxophone that comes in. Um, I like the fact that it is... Wait, are we talking about part four? Sorry. Yeah, part four. Sorry. Okay, yeah. yeah. I like that it's five minutes long. It's not in any hurry to get anywhere.
0: No. And and in fact, it doesn't really go anywhere. No. It meanders. meanders back and forth in a very small plane of existence.
1: Ah, been there, man. Been there. I know. Still there. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Hmm. Uh, but no and it it does that so effectively Um, it's it's really nice it's just like you could. this is kind of like I mean I know that the chili peppers are more polarizing than I make them out to be but putting this song on is as gravitational as putting on a red hot chili pepper song like
1: no one's going to notice that it's on but everyone's going to like it I've never really heard someone speak of the chili peppers like that where they're like the neutral party choice
0: yeah i I mean i would put yeah i would if i didn't know if i was hanging out with a bunch of people that i didn't know i would feel comfortable putting the chili peppers on yeah later chili peppers uh maybe save like the aeroplane and stuff for for when you actually know yeah
1: yeah but if you play like zephyr song or californication danny california and then no one's really going to complain basically anything involving california so i will say uh i'm gonna play a little game of what's it called not genius. When Pandora, there we go. Where if you like this song, uh what does your soul look like? I would recommend uh there's this group. First of all, Ten Madison would be a really good down temper group that you would like. Ten Madison, there's also the Karminsky experience, and then Sand Spider. So those are those are some down temper groups that I like that have like a similar vibe to this song. Cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: I like I I like that uh, more recommendations. I like that. Yeah, it's a good idea.
1: Because I mean, like I, I can't just say I like down tempo and then just be like, yeah, nightmares on wax. Uh. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> that one album that came out in 2006. You know, you know yeah, you know, I'm down I, with I, dude. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's like some some wise guy coming out with this album. You know.
1: <laughs> anyway, it's good shit though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you figure out where the um, other tracks? No, are? No, I I give up. Ah, that's I all give right, up, man. I give up. You give up. That's fine. You, you had mono, man. You can take it slow. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm done. Hmm. So while we're on weird stuff... Ooh, okay. Uh, there's plenty of weird stuff on this album to uncover. Um, and then, I, and then there, I mean, there's some serious songs that I want to get into as well. But mm-hmm. While we're looking at weird stuff, let's look at Untitled. Because, what the fuck? <laughs> Zero. Hmm. Maureen's got five sisters. They all got ass... One of them has eyes as big as jolly ranchers. Beautiful girl. She's a beautiful girl
1: hmm. Yeah, so I just I just played the whole thing for you. you heard it that's it. Um, that's the track uh, <laughs> I, I just love that he says her eyes were the size of jolly ranchers.
0: Yeah it's it paints such a picture but then Less- the, the, the ridiculous thing about untitled huh? Is it goes directly into "Stem" and "Long Stem," which is arguably like the song on this album.
1: Yeah, not not the most well known, but certainly the most compelling. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, and it was actually uh, one of the. So there were two two uh, main singles. There were four singles released, but I, I mean, two of them kind of like caught on mm-hmm. um, off of this album, and "Stem" "Long Stem" is one of them. Oh. Um, Midnight in a Perfect World being the other. Man, you really wikied this, man.
1: (laughs) You you, you (laughs) went at it. Well,
0: I knew knew about the singles ahead of time, but I did not see... uh, I I hadn't seen pictures of his recording equipment before I
1: I, uh, wikied the shit out of this. So, Untitled, yeah, weird track. It's from a song called Grey Boy by Human Race, which... uh, Pretty much, I search for that, and it's just like, "Did you mean DJ Shadow introducing?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> right. uh, sure, I yeah, guess. <laughs> yeah." Uh, but it is actually like a full music track with them. Um,
0: you sound like you sound like an 85 year old when you say "music track." Music
1: track. Oh, it's
0: it's one of those music <laughs> tracks.
1: Fancy new music tracks on the eight track. Uh, so it's a weird sample eyes the size of jolly ranchers last time i checked jolly ranchers weren't that big and i ate a but lot of can, jolly I ranchers mean, in 96 and they they weren't can that you
0: big. imagine can you imagine eyes the size of jolly ranchers though that's big is it yeah
1: hmm.
0: well i mean okay let's talk about let's talk about mid-90s jolly ranchers because because modern day Jolly Ranchers are like seventy percent of the stuff.
1: That's true. Okay, so mid nineties Jolly Ranchers. Because apparently back before apparently, blue was like a, a permanent color.
0: Yeah, blue was a special. Yeah, blue color. was a
1: special color, and it dyed your mouth blue, and you're like, "Well, I want it, but then my parents will know that I'm eating all the Jolly Ranchers." Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you're right. Uh, Jolly Ranchers back then were a little bit bigger. Uh, yeah. Much more satisfying. Their rappers were so noisy. Oh, it was awesome. Oh
0: god! And we are not sponsored by the Jolly Ranchers. We're really just trying to figure
1: this out. But we'd love to be sponsored uh, by the
0: Jolly Ranchers. Yeah. Hey
1: guys. <laughs> hey.
0: Hey. We can actually preferably not just a case of Jolly Ranchers on my doorstep. Like that'd be cool, but
1: yeah, like, I mean, there's
0: other stuff. No pressure. Like a Jolly Rancher's t-shirt would be better.
1: Uh, so, if Jolly Ranchers wanted to get a hold of us, where would they where would they do that?
0: <laughs> um, you know, probably best best method uh we do have an email address that uh, we occasionally get angry people talking to us about what we don't know
1: so the email he's talking about is secretpodcasts at gmail.com uh i really do check it it's on my phone even so yeah. you have you have the power to get right inside my head with your complaints uh,
0: or facebook messaging yeah we're on um, facebook
1: up into the echo
0: uh i apologize um in my in my delirium and illness, I have not updated our Facebook in a few weeks. Yeah, so we're, we're a little bit behind,
1: but uh, that will change. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at at uh, Echo Pod, right? At EchoPod, yep. Man, we are so out of practice. Yeah. Oh God,
0: I know. That's because <sighs> I've just been like, I've just, I just have had no mindset to to even think about
1: <laughs> it's all good oh i do want to say a quick uh, hello to the like 30 new subscribers we got this week oh, i have no idea dang. yeah Wait. i have no idea where you guys came from Wait. but
0: what i i don't know if this is a good thing we stop recording and putting out new material and people start subscribing
1: yeah like lots of them
0: like hey um <laughs> as long as you guys promise to not recording more episodes we'll subscribe
1: Maybe they just really like our album art, and they like seeing it in there, you know. In it is. Thing. It is
0: very nice. Yeah. But
1: they don't want to actually hear anything. Yeah. Like they're just like, I just want to look at it. I just mm. yeah. I just
0: think. I mean, I just think it's nice to have. It looks intelligent. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, little do they know. <laughs> we actually know jack shit.
1: Yeah, we don't know shit. We have fun though. So, hello, welcome to all of our new subscribers. Um, please do get a hold of us. I don't know if you listen to our good uh love making music yeah that's a good episode but we we often reach out to twitter and to email and to facebook for suggestions with music and stuff so please like if we if we ask for suggestions like we mean it so and even if we
0: uh, don't ask just shove them down our throats yeah we'll get to them eventually
1: yeah so
0: the uh, the one last the one last weird bit i want to talk about um is the beginning of napalm brain
1: Can't have dogs up there on the moon. That's a pretty good looking pooch. Bet you come back for some more of Dr. Neptune's delicious elixir. Is that right? <laughs> I knew you would. I'll get that for you. Oh, I see. You figured out where it is, didn't you? Well, all right. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll set up a checkerboard here, and we'll have us another game of checkers. One without Yeah, so, so this song starts out, as you heard, with just this weird vocal sample of someone talking to maybe, I don't know, a, a dog, I think. I think you were saying that you think he's talking to a dog because he says, like, little buddy and stuff, right? Yeah,
0: but then he uh, he offers whoever this is all sorts of, like, human amenities, like a hmm. game of checkers and a, and a glass of something, so I don't know. Anyway, hmm. that's beside the point, because Napalm a, Brain is a very strange song but i i really like it i like where it goes i like what it turns into um and it's just it's one of those another one of those songs that's i mean it really kind of exemplifies what dj shadow can do as far as sampling and how many different sorts of genres and stuff he can cut together and still make it sound good
1: yeah so it starts off like the first 2 minutes of the song it's kind of a more typical hip-hop instrumental beat where there's yeah, the this, bass this, there's this the could drums. definitely be in
0: like a like a underground club in like 83
1: Mm-hmm. or in uh like the soundtrack of like a grand theft auto game yeah be great for that so it starts off like that and then like two minutes in it kind of fades out and then it comes back with uh this So that's kind of a change of pace, and I don't know if that's when it switches from Napalm Brain to Scatterbrain.
0: Yeah, and this song—I mean, this track is nine minutes and 21 seconds long, so there's a lot to work with here. I—I make—I'll make one case for the split between Napalm Brain and Scatterbrain being at sure. like four minutes and 20 seconds.
1: Yeah, so that drum and bass we hear that going for several more minutes i mean i'm at the six minute mark i'm still hearing it uh still hearing at the nine minute mark like this pretty much this last half of the track is like drum and bass with instrumentals over it yeah uh which is beautiful i don't know where he got the breaks for this song i he must just have like an entire vinyl of just breaks
0: yeah i who knows
1: hmm but I'm vibing on this right now, man. Yeah, I, I know. It's, yeah, right? It's great.
0: It's a great song. Um, uh, it really just kind of like, it goes a lot of, uh, I like, this whole album kind of feels like a, I mean, it takes you places
1: for sure. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And it's a it's a guided meditation of sorts.
1: So it's funny, man. I'm realizing at work, um, my core career, I, I'm a beekeeper, right? Um, yeah. I, I know you know that, but my my, the listeners don't. Yeah especially all those new ones. So yeah. I'm a beekeeper. And right now we're pulling honey, which involves a lot of little steps. We're kind of using these chemicals to push the bees out. And then uh, we're reliant on the wind to um, to kind of push those chemicals down to the hives. So we have to, like, funnel the wind into the hives through these chemicals, all that. it's There's a lot of little details to it. And I keep trying to like rush it. And I want to go as fast as my coworker. And he keeps telling me, he's like, no, you need to slow down, slow down, because I don't want you to screw anything up because then I have to fix all your mistakes. Right. (laughs) Um, So I find myself using like the same like meditation calming techniques that I usually use when I have like anxiety or something like that. I'm like trying to apply those same techniques to myself when I'm working, but then I find myself just getting way too chilled out just like while I'm working the bees <laughs> and I find myself just like drifting into this place where I just kind of like have music playing just in my head, no headphones or anything, just like music playing in my head. I'm just kind of driving, And my coworker is just like, Clark, Hey, Clark, are you, <laughs> what are you doing, man? And I'm like, oh, geez, sorry. <laughs> just getting but, stung in the face over here. Yeah, right? But like, when someone tells me to just like slow down, this is kind of where it starts off, where it's like, it, this type of music with the, with the drum and bass, like this is kind of anxiety-inducing music, but at the same time, because it has such a pattern to it. Like it's one of those things where at first you're like, Whoa, this drum's going fast. Whoa, there's a lot happening here. Yeah. But like once you hit the vibe, you're like, Oh, no, no, no. This is all pretty it's slow, f- man. And it's very predictable. And it's very predictable. And it's it's so uh this is the type of music that when Aphex Twin came out, oh, this is what this is what he was breaking this yeah. is like what he was like totally taking this genre and this type of music. And he's just shredding it apart with his fingers. Cause yeah. he was just programming utter randomness, but using the same breaks. Yeah. Uh, so, but this is not FX twin. This is very much in the vein, in the pocket drum and bass. Yeah. It's good stuff. And it's, it's a fantastic,
0: fantastic song. Um, and it just kind of, it wraps up really nicely with just some basic strings and, it's just like, like I said, it's kind of a journey. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's It takes you all sorts of places. Um, I think almost more than that track, though, uh, mm-hmm. stem and long stem are kind of do that same, have that same effect.
1: Yeah, stem and long stem, that's where we really see the, well, not the first, but in my mind, the, ah, man, how do I even describe, not even the best, but like my favorite use of the drum and bass breaks being yeah. used are in stem and long stem.
0: This song start. I mean, you, you hear it at the beginning. It's very slow, um, but you can tell it's got kind of an ominous sound to it. You can tell it's building into something. I mean, you can hear, you you have this sense that there's something on its way. Um, and keep in mind that this is this is a good 15, well, 12 years before everyone just begs for a drop and then it happens and then it's over. Yeah, This is yeah. like, you can, there's actual musical tension here. It's like, what is this song doing? Where is it going? Mm-hmm, and what's mm-hmm. going to happen? And then... So, at like a minute and 10 seconds in, we'll take another quick listen. You kind of get, you get that feel like, Okay, so this is building into something. You get some really basic drum and bass that comes in. I think um, you probably probably gravitate towards this part of the song. And then at a minute and 40 seconds in, it just stops. Like what you thought was going to happen stops and a cello comes in.
1: continues playing all for a while there and then uh you heard just a little bit of that those breaks coming in over the cello um
0: but then it, it fades back into just that simple kind of harpy sounding thing um with a little a simple vocal track over the top but then drum and bass is right back in at two and a half minutes um mm-hmm. you know it just it goes so many places in the first two minutes
1: and yeah you, yeah you've
0: got another five minutes to go and you're like, what is happening?
1: <laughs> and it's really hard like we're, we're trying not to like dissect every single part of the song but like how do you not uh, it, it's it, it is it's like it's
0: it's like it's a bunch of songs put together.
1: Yeah you know? and you see another shift right at what is that f- right about four minutes it, like, uh, three and, four and a half minutes, minutes yeah three and, where, and a half minutes where so the a...
0: organ donor sample comes in for the first time. Before yeah. the actual song "Organ Donor,"
1: yeah, which is nice. It's a little uh, so when "Organ Donor" comes on, it's so funny because the first time you listen to this album, "Organ Donor" comes on, and you're like, "I've totally heard this song before," and then it's like, "No, no, no, you heard like ten seconds of this song four tracks ago." Yeah, but like exactly. it's just enough that your memory's like, "Wait a second, I know this." Yeah, and it's like,
0: your mind plays tricks on you. You're like, "Wait yeah, a second, yeah. I know this song."
1: It's and like, "No, like, you don't. You don't know this song." Yeah,
0: uh, which I think is. I mean, whether or not that was intentional, I think that's... I mean, if it was intentional, that's creative genius.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> Making people feel just so familiar with your album just right off the bat. Yeah. That, and and that just plays into the whole idea that this
0: this whole album is just kind of an experience.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, man. But this just keeps playing. And then there's... Um... I
0: love... Oh my god. I can I just I love whatever vocal sample he got about the guy freaking out about his parking ticket.
1: Oh, right? That is
0: that is one of my one of my favorite parts of this album, hands oh, down.
1: Yeah, because he's talking about like a warrant and a parking ticket and it, and then he feels... he gets
0: he gets into this like argument with himself, well, or whoever he's talking to of like what's to stop these what's to stop the police from just keeping me Yeah. I mean, but when you really think about it, what's to stop, what's to stop them from never letting me go home?
1: Yeah. Because he's talking about how like he is placed, or he's kept in like, he's being held in one place, but because of that, he's going to miss his court date in another place. So the warrant's going to be out for him. So there's going to be a warrant out for him because he's not there, but he's not there because he's being held and they won't let him go. So it's like, he's just stuck in this really rough situation. Yeah and uh, he has no
0: power over it and it's just it's like it's such a cool way to to transit between whatever was just happening and then you get these kind of this weird ambient section almost at like at like five and a half minutes for a little while oh
1: i love that with the trumpet oh, oh yeah Lord. it's great that's it's just, trumpet i don't know then, what mute they're using oh hard. my god it's great
0: i like i'm trying so hard not to just pick out every individual part of this song <laughs> but it's almost impossible because then you get like that nice little acoustic guitar that comes in with the trumpet Mm -hmm. and it just kind of eases you into the next phase of the song
1: i'll play just a little bit of that yeah yeah, okay i'm a sucker i'm a sucker
0: But that's where that's where Longstem leaves us. Is yeah. just kind of this ambient outro. Um I I love this song. I think I mean, I think it's my favorite on the album.
1: This is one I legitimately like I tonight probably, just because I'm like re listening to this over and over and over again today, I think I'm just gonna go look up whatever he sampled yeah. on this and I'm just gonna listen to all of it because really it is I don't know. Like, that is such good tone on the trumpet. And it's such good just everything. Yeah. So I hope the source material is as good as um, the what he did with it. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, the Transmission 2, I definitely like it more than Transmission 1. Yeah,
0: because there's actually a, a song to listen to, kind of, sort of.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, like it's because i mean like we said it's about parking tickets and being held by police and like it definitely is sensationalist but it also feels a little bit more grounded in reality yeah whereas sure. like if you sample from a horror movie or a sci-fi movie you can kind of tell that it's not really real yeah exactly Hmm.
0: And then you get into mutual slump is a mess um
1: okay know. thank you i don't yeah. like mutual slump i don't have much to say about it
0: I I mean, it, I'm sure it serves a purpose for some people. I like I like parts of it, but
1: uh, I feel th- like it's the B sides of whatever breaks album he has with the drums. Yeah, because it's just it's just not as good. I feel like though, I will say to its credit, um, this song probably helped. Uh, it, it's similar to the sound of like MF Doom or Quasimodo or Danger Mouse, like early Danger Mouse. Where it's kind of off-putting, rap, yeah, dissonant. or hip-hop beats, and yeah, dissonant. Where it's like it's kind of meant to be a little bit unsettling, but they kind of toy with that, and they kind of have the weird vocals and the weird yeah. everything cut over it. Like, that's true. It's a, yeah, yeah, and and I mean that's an of interesting sound, track. Yeah,
0: we'll, yeah, we'll put it that way. I mean, at and least it I will.
1: Probably led to or it you know i'm not going to try and give it credit when i don't know if it's earned it but like this is the same type of thing that eventually became rap artists like tyler the creator where it's like no this beat is not meant to be like you're not supposed to groove with this beat you're supposed to be a little bit off put by this beat yeah because that's what they're trying to do with you they're trying to put you in a certain headspace and they do that by making the music just kind of uncomfortable and i feel like maybe that's what he was doing here
0: yeah yeah i would agree i agree with that you know who else is really good at that?
1: Uh Blue October? No,
0: Trent Reznor. Nice try though. Oh jeez.
1: <laughs> you know, I uh I I tried to Still be Still got it, Clark. <laughs> I tried to be a good sport and I took out every mention of Blue October from our last um I don't know what recording that was, but I, Oh god. Cuz yeah. I remember I talked about Blue October for like 15 minutes. Yeah,
0: I remember that. Well, I don't really remember that, but
1: Well, yeah, but um May I say, I, I tried to show constraint, and I took all of that out. Because I'm like, you know what? Our listeners don't need yeah. Blue October.
0: <laughs> you know what no one needs in their life? Blue October. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I, if you're Blue October fans, or if you're Blue October and some for some reason listening to this.
1: I mean, keep doing what you're doing. Do. You've got
0: yeah. a lot of fans. That's great. Good for you.
1: Good for you. Anyway.
0: <laughs> This so this is this is the point of the podcast where usually if if I was able to drink this is where I'd be like a little bit drunk and angry.
1: Yeah. So
0: yep. I'm I'm glad to be like still in a happy headspace.
1: Yeah, I find myself like nodding along um, out of agreement instead of fear. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good change of pace. I'm, I'm glad I instill
0: fear in you. <laughs>
1: uh okay so thank you mutual slump not that good i'm so glad because i I thought you were gonna want to like talk about it and i was just gonna be like i i don't know man
0: tell you what i do want to talk about though is why hip-hop sucks in 96 (laughs) i fucking love this it's 44 seconds long and it is pure gold
1: and you get the whole thing here we go
0: It's the money. This is—it's so effective on so many levels, mm-hmm. because, like, when you hear this beat, when you hear what he's created here, you—you you cannot help but picture, like, you know, like at like a late 70s early 80s el camino just like oh. driving down the highway of southern california Yeah. like at 15 miles an hour with like the wind blowing the palm trees and and all that like like the this the, the socal hip hop look you know yeah totally That socal sound for yeah. sure and I... then and you start listening to it and you're like oh why hip hop sucks in 96 and then you hear this this hip hop beat that you're like well wow, that's actually pretty good like mm-hmm, this is catchy mm-hmm. Like, why the hell is this song called Why Hip Hop Sucks in 96? (laughs) And then one simple vocal track comes in right at the end. And all it says is, it's the money. And (laughs) you're like, like, wait a second. That was succinct. And you're like, oh, it's the money. Okay. And you don't really put it together for a little bit. And you're like, why hip hop sucks in 96? Oh, it's the money. Well, because you expect the song to keep going. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then that's the end of the song. And it's like, oh, that's okay that's all you needed to say i guess yeah
0: but Uh, i i think it's just hilarious it's a nice it's a nice subtle dig at uh at where hip-hop is going in the late 90s
1: yeah i just love that the name of the artist that he sampled for like the instrumentals it's samson and delilah which is uh samson and delilah that sounds like the most hardcore hip-hop band i've ever heard right but it's uh yeah because it's named after like biblical characters right samson delilah was the one that tempted samson uh but apparently that is over uh, my head <laughs> yeah but apparently uh that's um that's who he sampled there huh so, interesting well and then it's snapped by cleo mcnett y'all have wiki you can look this up but yeah it's a, it's y'all a great, got wiki y'all got wiki we're from the we're from the west. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We still ride our horses to work. Uh, it's funny. Uh, one of my, um, one of my dogs got out recently, and somebody um, found my dog and gave it back. It's not my they, dog. Did
0: they rope it? Did they rope it?
1: <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, they were just riding by on their stallion, and they saw it and just roped it up. Uh, <laughs> but like, hog tied her and left in the front now. <laughs> but I found out about it and you know they they left a note and um i read the note and my first thought honestly was man i should bike i should bake a pie for them and put it on their porch and then i'm like oh my god that is the most friggin' like midwestern shit that's what that's what terrorists do these <laughs> days clark i'm just like wow why is that my default like you can't you can't a- just be
0: baking pies for people
1: yeah i know right that's uh that then you'll get a reputation you'll get yeah. on some lists
0: yeah you're going to have a bomb squad checking that out.
1: It's funny. Like, they, when when someone upsets me, my first thought is like, oh, slash their tires, burn their house down, whatever. But if someone's, like, cool to me. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. No, burn no, their no. house down? No, no, no. I mean, it's just like. Uh, whoa, don't fuck their tires. Quirk. All right. No, that's, that's what I meant to say. Let the air out of their tires. Just without popping Just a little out. bit. Just little like bit. 20 PSI. Yeah, just so they have to, like, kind of <laughs> pull over to a gas station in a couple weeks. Uh, and hopefully it's one
0: say. that charges a dollar for air.
1: <laughs> what?
0: hopefully it's one that charges for air
1: i've never been to a gas station that charges for air
0: i i think they're only out of state i think Montana's still to uh to set in its old ways to what charge the... for air but yes a lot of the uh air pumps are now coin operated
1: what the hell did illinois do to you man or not illinois um, illinois oh idaho. jesus christ <laughs> what did idaho do to you
0: i don't know terrible things ah uh, and man. wonderful
1: things well back to the album uh, yeah so that's why hip-hop sucks in 96 it's about the money and it's funny because that's why hip-hop sucks in 2016 in 2016 20, yeah 20, 20, years 20 years later, later. <laughs> that's still why it sucks yeah mm, i know so. and it's
0: yeah it's it's crazy how much that has taken over and yet how you hear about how hard it is to make money in the music industry for anybody else except these superstars.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then all they can sing about is the fact that they have the money, and it's like, man, that's... Yeah. It's a weird world we live in, man.
0: Yeah, and I understand that that's just, like, the creative direction of of hip-hop and rap these days, but fuck that. I mean, come on. Don't.
1: Yeah, I see what you mean, but I'm curious to see how you reconcile uh, the Run the Jewels track that GJ Shadow just put out with this new album. Oh God, because um, Run the Jewels, like they're considered kind of more like a thinking man's rap group. I mean, it, it, a little if, bit, you know. They're they're no MF Doom, but yeah.
0: If I thinking man's rap saying uh, I'm a bag of dicks, put me to your lips, then. Mm. There's no space for a thinking man in rap
1: these days, <laughs> and maybe that's where we're at. because yeah. uh, their scene is like one of the few political rap groups that are actually like really. That's, this
0: brings me back to the point that I made on the last episode we recorded, mm-hmm. where I think we are in such political turmoil right now, mm-hmm. because Rage Against the Machine doesn't exist, Public Enemy doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no strong political music there's nobody playing on the steps of wall street well mostly because you'd be shot yeah yeah but there's 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 nobody doing this activist kind of stuff
1: nobody in the mainstream that's for sure i'm sure there's a bunch of little guys out there but nobody yeah
0: and they're they're playing like on the steps of the farmer's market you know yeah yeah it's (laughs) like (laughs) see that to me that is that's what hip-hop should be is pissed off about things and what's wrong with the world and because if you can't look at this election
1: and get pissed i don't know what to tell you man. oh god <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, 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 um
0: rabble 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 but rabble, rabble. like that's what i want i mean it's just my personal opinion i know that that modern day hip-hop artists have millions and billions of fans and mm-hmm. for some reason because everybody likes to dance i guess they found out and they don't really care what kind of music it's to. yeah usually chris uh, and, brown apparently yeah, Jesus, and everybody likes misogynistic, egotistic lyrics, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, there's there's a there's a fire in hip hop. There's you know there's there's something only hip hop and rap can do, and that's and that's bring poetry to life. You know, and I don't think that's being done anymore. Long yeah. story short. That's why hip-hop sucks in 2016. That's why it sucked in 96. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That's why we're on DJ Shadow's side, even though he teamed up with the enemy on his newest album. <laughs> but newest album is great. Yeah. Uh, it, it, Matt Jones or whatever. Um, <laughs> Matt Jones? What's his name?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's his name again? He found just another like generic white boy name. Jeez, uh, <laughs> man. David Jones.
0: You. Josh Davis. Josh Davis. So josh davis if you're listening new album is great i love it Mm -hmm. um and don't take my run the jewels comment personally um though you did
1: say you have to loop the album like five or six times
0: i did it took me a while because it's it's fairly i mean it's got that modern electronic sound to it like the Mm. kind of hi-hat heavy sort of bassy kind of um you know the direction that's that a lot of dance music is going these days
1: yeah, i feel uh, like mid-range is kind of taking the back seat now like mid-range yeah. is where they shove the vocal stuff.
0: yeah exactly because no one really wants the vocals anyway yeah yeah they So they kind of they just want bass in a drop
1: it's all about the tweeters and the woofers man tweeters yeah. and woofers oh, tweet us what you think about the new dj shadow album <laughs> that's a
0: perfect <laughs> transition that's
1: great thanks man um
0: I, I think there's there's a couple more important things that well yeah, a, a few more important things that I want to touch on. Okay. Um, Midnight in a Perfect World. Uh, mm. It's it's probably the most accessible track on the album, I would say. Um, yeah. It's yeah. got a definite direction. It's a little weird. I mean, but you're not going to listen to DJ Shadow if you're, a,
1: like, a huge pop fan, you know? So uh, what part – where should we get him started with this track?
0: I think just, like, the first kind of – you know, like right at forty-five seconds in, when the when the vocals kind of come in and you get that basic beat built up. Awesome. It's just like it's just a nice little nice little groove. Let's take a listen. That kind of keeps going yeah and you get like this nice little like light piano that kicks in and some some looped vocal samples and it just kind of keeps building on on itself it never really turns into anything too crazy
1: it's so weird because like there's so many songs that sound like this in the genre but they all hire the vocalist specifically for the track but he manages to just like make the sample and it sounds like it sounds like he just had a studio musician singing to this beat. It's hard yeah. to describe. Like it just fits so well.
0: Yeah, this is a, this is a good point in the episode to pause and remember that all of this is from other records.
1: Uh huh. And like and none of it just, has
0: been mastered. He just put it together.
1: Yeah, just two record players, and it's ridiculous the way this mind guy's this guy's mind works. <clears throat>
0: I I can't even imagine. It's like it's like if you looked at Aphex Twins or Aaron Funk or whatever his name is if you looked at his mind on paper what it would look like it's like same with dj shadow it's like how do how do these connections get made you know (laughs) as because i'm a completely creatively dead person so i still don't buy that but all right this kind of stuff (laughs) this kind of stuff is like mind-blowing to me that that these kind of things musical things like this make sense to people without context hmm. like they can just be like oh these two things would sound good together
1: yeah right i don't know how but hmm oh also if you like this track um a band that came out of this sound or has a similar sound it's a zero seven and oh yes
0: anything before yeah ghost
1: yeah yeah and, and then they yeah
0: and everything changed
1: yeah they had that one song in the garden state soundtrack that gave them a little bit of a bump even though they were big oh, yes. before that but it gave them a bump yeah oh and and yes i did say sia so
0: before uh Mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm. her song was what was that
1: song uh chandelier
0: chandelier before Mm -hmm. chandelier sia was actually already successful
1: uh, yeah with zero seven actually wildly successful you know what i completely forgot that sia was the female vocalist in zero seven yeah dude i don't know how like i i feel like i had that stashed away like five years ago but i forgot that like
0: (laughs) locked away somewhere in your brain
1: yeah somewhere in there but i completely forgot because it's like she sounds like she has such a different sound now
0: yeah um but anyway long story short yes zero seven is a great it's not really down tempo but I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Genres are such a such an arbitrary thing these
1: days. But if you that, like that DJ Shadow song, then you would probably like Zero Seven. So yeah,
0: that's a uh, that's a good succinct way to put that. That, we, that I could have just left <laughs> all <it>. genres aside.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's um, like you said, it's accessible. I still feel like it's accessible to people that are already a little bit familiar with the genre. Um it's not going to be playing in any clubs or anything. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, for sure. I forget the name of the song Um, we're talking about. Uh, Midnight. 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 Perfect world. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, pretty lights actually does a a remix.
1: Oh yeah. Um, That was on his, um,
0: plays at new year's Eve or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was on the same album that had like the New York bulls remix or Chicago bulls remix on it. There we go. Yep. That's the one. Yeah. Um, but, so long story short,
0: I mean, it, so like if you've listened to this episode and you found yourself fast forwarding in twenty minute chunks, <laughs> um, if you happen to stop right here, this album is it's monumental. I mean, mm-hmm. it is a, a a huge undertaking to to like really get into and and uh, and dissect all the parts of and understand what's going on, but it's so simple to like yeah i mean yeah. just put it on start it from the beginning take the ride with dj shadow see what happens and you never know i mean i i was not into anything even close to this before i listened to introducing mm-hmm, and with mm-hmm. enough time with it i kind of i got used to what to expect out of this genre and what this genre was capable of um this genre being i don't know Turntablism I mean, and yeah, kinda... trip hop. trip hop, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's way, way more trip hop I mean, than
1: electronica, but yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And you're gonna, I mean, if you get started with DJ Shadow and you haven't heard anything else like it before, you are in for a very, very deep wormhole.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the first. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is RJD2, and that's an equally, if not deeper. <laughs> track than dj shadow
1: yeah you know it's funny because uh when i first um when i look at dj shadow's track names and i see something like uh building steam with a grain of salt that sounds like something rjd2 would name one of his songs like exactly rjd2 uses such a similar naming scheme in some in some ways um especially with, like, with the Shadows of Colossus tracks and Colossus in general. Yeah, RJD2, good stuff, though. Pretty lights, uh, definitely really yeah, good. Yeah,
0: he gets, he kind of evolves the DJ shot, like, the, the simplistic, sampled, trip-hop sound into, into a more, uh, like, electronica-friendly environment.
1: Yeah, it's way more, it has way better bangers, for sure. Uh, yeah. Remember that time we watched Pretty Lights uh, like three times?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. I remember all those times. I remember the time that uh, you wore those light blue Converse. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are your. uh, Are those still your concert shoes?
1: Uh, those are those are my dancing shoes. I also have worn them to a wedding or two. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course you have. As a guest, not like. Because you're
0: one of those people that can pull off baby blue. God damn it.
1: Thanks, man. I know that was a really angry tone, but that was, that was pretty nice of you. And I'm huh. sober. <laughs> I'm feeling great. This is awesome. So <laughs> uh, so definitely Pretty Lights. Check it out. I I don't know. Who's listening to this that doesn't know Pretty Lights? I don't know. But now you know. Yeah, no Chances excuse.
0: are we're not revealing anything new to you. Yeah. Um, if you've heard of DJ Shadow, you've probably heard of... You know, RJD2, Bonobo, Nightmares on Wax, uh, Amon Tobin even. I mean, he's kind of, he's a little more out there. But,
1: I don't know, it's hard to get into this stuff and not have all this other stuff show up hmm um oh i will say you were talking about listening to this album through for like the first time like there's some albums that i would recommend just like okay so you go in your room you turn off all the lights you lay on your bed with a good pair of headphones and you just listen to it yeah this is not that album like i would no. encourage you if you if you're going to listen to this album like do something like clean your house uh yeah. shit i don't know rake some bleach. take a shit I take a know. shit but like yeah. in, in my mind like forget that you're listening to this album and then just, like, set a reminder on your phone that pops up with the album ends, where it's, like, everything you listen to was one guy with two turntables and a small MIDI controller. Like, yeah. just, just blow your own mind by listening to the whole thing. It feels so smooth, so effortless, so easy to just, like, kind of lose yourself with. And then just remind yourself, oh, yeah, that was one dude in a college dorm. Like, yeah, I, I think that's the best way to listen to it.
0: Yep, yeah, absolutely. And then, I mean, with with understanding that, you'll kind of understand the gravity that this album has with it in this in this uh the yeah. pre pre-electronic world.
1: Yeah, yeah. This this analog world. So, what about Organ Grinder? Organ Grinder? Oops, Organ Donor. Organ.
0: So, I think that's a have we started there, we can end there. I think that's a
1: I think that's a logical track. Sure. Uh you're the sober one here. Let's talk about uh Organ Donor. That's the name. And uh, yeah, we we, we can end there. It's a good song to end on because it's very, um, I'll play some of it for you right now. So you may have heard that song before. You may not have. It's very catchy, Uh, especially with that organ sound. It's it's a song called "Organ Donor," and there's an organ playing. What are the odds? Yeah, it's like
0: oh well, (laughs) (laughs) but but it's it's funny. I mean, it's a clever play on words the 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 song title, and it I think I mean the the overall song is just fun regardless. Yeah, it's just like I mean who. Who in 1996 is appreciating, like, a sick organ solo? Right? Like,
1: <laughs> why did he put on his headphones at the record store and listen to this and be like, oh, this is the one. You this know? is it right here. <laughs> That's but, what uh,
0: that brings me back to this guy's mind
1: must be insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But to just put a random just, organ solo in the middle of a trip-hop album. Yeah. yeah.
0: But it's just great. I mean, it's just, like, it's a good i don't know it fits perfectly with the whole motif of the album of just kind of like everything's a little different everything's a little off you know Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. because there's definitely some he works in some dissonant some like flat and sharp notes um into the the organ sampling that he's got going on
1: yeah i'll play that for you it's right around a minute 30 he kind of starts to just like go off the rails but then he comes back on here it is Mm So yeah, like he goes off the rails, but then he comes right back, the drums come right in, and you're right back mm-hmm. and you're like, huh. This kind of reminds me of um I forget so it's on White Stripe's album, Icky Thump. There's a song with a bagpipe solo for like four minutes at the end of the song.
0: And really? it's just Yeah, yeah.
1: And I'm just like, what the hell hell and it's on a what white... is this yeah and i'm just like huh and i hated it at first but then like in, in follow-up listens and stuff like that i'm like you know what this album did need a bagpipe solo like it was yeah. kind of missing a bagpipe solo yeah and and that's how i felt about this organ solo where it's like you know i never would have guessed that but you know it needed that uh, <laughs> especially because it goes right into why hip-hop sucks in 96 so it's yeah. like it's just it's such just a jarring perfect. transition yeah and then there's
0: um, on the album he released following this uh, introducing, mm-hmm. um, there's like a If You Like Organ Donor, there's <laughs> a four and a half minute version of it that oh. uh, is actually quite phenomenal. Is that a um, private press? What's the name of that album? A preemptive Strike. Oh, okay. That's also uh, an hour later, but that's also where all the other uh, What Does Your Soul Look Like. <laughs> <they're> oh, <died.
1: laughs> We got the answers people. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can stop drafting that email, please. Yeah. Saying, "Hey, but you guys got, never the... finished talking about the soul thing." <laughs> <laughs> He's on beds, guys, I Leave picture, him alone.
0: I picture a guy like drinking diet coke in his basement <laughs> typing out that email with like a receding hairline and mm. some Cheetos maybe. Yeah. Um, but no, no, no. Uh in all seriousness, the extended version of organ donor is actually quite phenomenal if you uh if you get a chance it's it's just got a lot more going on um Hmm. and it still has that same the same thing that you yearn for when you turn on the original organ donor
1: Hmm. just more organ
0: (laughs) yeah more cowbell so to speak
1: I'd like to think that whoever was playing that organ was playing it on an organ keytar, because that really helps with the visual <laughs> for me. That he wasn't sitting, he was standing. And no, and he was shredding. standing yeah. in a
0: colorful suit of some kind.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Rest in peace, Gene Wilder. That guy can pull it off. Uh,
0: yeah, no kidding. Uh... He probably played organ donor.
1: Yeah, probably, on a friggin' Morgan keytar, <laughs> jeez.
0: Yeah, when he wasn't recording movies, he was just like, well, I'm just gonna play my keytar.
1: hmm and Josh Davis is like, do you want me to, like, credit you? And he's like, nah, man, we're cool.
0: <laughs> nah, we're good.
1: Yeah, we're good. I got plenty of money, bitches. <laughs> uh, drops the keytar and walks out. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, you glorious son of a bitch. Uh, I know that happened, like, a month ago, but, you know, you were gone, We have, and I want... yeah.
0: Our Clark and I's world happens in two week sometimes month chunks. So mm-hmm. y'all have to just calm down and keep up with this.
1: Yep. Or
0: yep. slow down and keep up with us. I don't know.
1: Um Ooh. Yeah, just don't slow down if you're in the middle of a B field. That's all I ask. It's dangerous.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so no, Clark, it's 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 good to be back in the studio. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I think we're glad that we we picked a we picked a doozy here, but I hope that everybody likes it. I mean, I I think I hope after listening to this that you guys are at least curious about what's going on on this album. Um, I know on some songs we didn't leave much up to the imagination because we really kind of just dissected every little bit. <laughs> but, but it's hard not to do. You, you'll find your brain doing the same thing when you listen to this. It's true. Um, and it, like I said, it just takes you places, and I think that's I think that's super valuable
1: in in music. So. I love it. And if you want to know more about uh, just what we're talking about, or if you want to hear some of the videos and stuff that we talked about, you can find all of that at secretweaponproductions.com slash echo. Uh, That's where that stuff is. Or it's just in your podcast player of choice.
0: Um, (laughs) Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff.
1: One thing, and now that we have uh, some new subscribers too, I will ask, I don't do this very often, but if you guys could maybe go to iTunes, I don't know, and give us a rating, eh. That'd be oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, eh. it, at,
0: least, at least our podcast isn't like one of those apps that asks you to rate it every time you use it.
1: Every time. And you're like, no, no, well, no, maybe later. Like, and it's no, like, no, oh, thanks. yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. And there's no, say, uh, there's no
0: difference between the frequency at which that ad pops up if you say no thanks or remind me later. It yep. still reminds you the next time you use it. It just,
1: uh, I hate <sighs> that. And I so don't want to be that is, guy.
0: This is a shameless plug. Shameless plug, um, uh, rate ready. us on
1: iTunes. And the thing is, I'm not saying give us five stars on iTunes. I'm saying give us anything on iTunes. Like, yeah, and, and if you well, if you have legitimate criticism, the thing is weird. This is a young podcast, and we know that. Uh, and if you have little bits that you'd like to see come up again or little things that you hated, you can kind of do that in iTunes. I'd prefer you didn't give us, like, a one star. But, like, give us something yeah. and let us know what you think. Uh, or
0: do, and I'll find where you
1: live. There you go. We have, uh, we have resources for that. Oh, man. Yeah. I've been watching Mr. Robot. We're we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get off mic here, but Mr. Okay. Robot, jeez. What uh, what a good show. Anyway. Right. Well, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you in not four weeks.
0: <laughs> no. No, at the very least, or at the very most two more weeks. Um, and our, our next project is kind of up in the air right now. So uh, just stay tuned. We might have a few little surprises, a few little updates for you. Yeah, who knows? All right, have a good night.